read for our text this afternoon from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, reading verses 28 and 29. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. If you have received from the Lord here at this camp meeting, you've received something that cannot be moved. Here the scripture talks about it as simply it cannot be moved. We could say it's from heaven, it's supernatural, it's something eternal, it's something from a celestial kingdom, we could call it. It's something from the heavenly realm, or we can even say it's right from the throne room of God himself. The author here is writing about something greater, something higher, something better, something far beyond what the world can comprehend or understand, because it cannot be moved. It's a kingdom that cannot be moved. A study of the book of Hebrews reveals that the author uses the word translated as better more than any other New Testament writer. In fact, I believe it's 13 times. He writes about a better hope, a better testament, a better covenant. He says there are better promises, better sacrifices. He even writes about in heaven a better or something that's everlasting and an enduring substance. He talks about us looking forward to a better country that we might obtain a better resurrection. He's telling those that, that read this epistle, we have something better. He says God has something better for us. And when we really and truly receive from this eternal kingdom a place that cannot be moved, we certainly do find out that it's steadfast. And it's sure. It can keep us. It's established upon everything, according to the writer of Hebrews, that is better. We receive this kingdom in our hearts and we begin to taste and understand exactly what it means according to God's word to experience eternal life. I tell you the night I prayed 21 years ago over there by the flagpole, it's probably the same flag, I cried out for mercy, I asked for forgiveness, I pleaded for mercy, and, and straight from the throne room of God I received a taste of this kingdom that he's writing about. I didn't think it could get any better, and it did. It was something that I had heard about and, and uh, believed, but had never experienced for myself in my heart. And I tell you, what God did for me there, it was real. It was steadfast. It's kept me. Young people, you can be kept. He was... Excuse me, the writer here was saying it's a kingdom that cannot be moved. And like I said, I, I felt like maybe it couldn't get any better, but here in 
front of the pulpit at a, a prayer meeting that last Saturday night of camp meeting, the fire fell and sanctified me. It was getting better. It was from a kingdom that cannot be moved. And then I sought for my baptism that same summer. We went to Midwest camp, and we truly sought the Lord. And I'll tell you, the, the power of God came down and filled me. And young people, a witness of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, according to the scripture, is that you will speak in an unknown language. Not an angelic language, not gibberish, but a language that you do not know. Don't claim it until you've spoken in an unknown language. But as we've been taught, we don't seek tongues. We don't seek an unknown language. We seek God. We seek being filled with the Holy Spirit. We seek a close relationship with, law, with God. And, and typically we're in praise and thanksgiving. And the power of God fills our hearts. And we receive from a kingdom which cannot be moved. We're going to go back to our schools, we go back to our communities, we go back to our jobs, to a world where everything and everybody seems to be constantly moving, constantly changing. Morality is moving. It's upside down. The truth is moving. It's backwards today. Science is moving. Even though it's still called science, it's constantly on the move. Basic definitions are moving. Terminology is moving. Technology is moving. We, more than ever, young people, need something that will keep us. Need something that won't change. Something from a kingdom that cannot be moved. You need something that will hold you when you face that bully at school. Something that cannot be moved. You need something that will hold you when that teacher stands to you face to face and shames you for believing in God. We need something that will hold you when the pressure is on to compromise. You need something that will hold you when the pressure is on to join the proverbial crowd. You need something that will hold you when the pressure is on to join whatever the new cause is of the day. You need something to hold you when the so-called science contradicts God's holy word. God created math. He created physics. God created biology. It was his idea. Even in ancient times when the scientists claimed that for many years the earth was flat, the patriarch Job wrote that God has stretched out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. The hand of God, the prophet Isaiah had already written when they claimed, contradicting God's word, have ye not known? Have ye not heard? This is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 21. Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have ye not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is God that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. That Hebrew word for circle literally means round or sphere. That was a long time ago before the science got it wrong. And when the science said that the child within, which should be the safest place in the world, the womb of the mother, when science said that that baby was not human, David was far ahead of the science. Psalm 139.13, he says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. 
We know that the original for possess literally means created or built by God himself. The word for covered refers to a fence or a defense or a protection of God uh, over every human life. That word for reigns literally means our physical bodies, our organs in the scripture. And when God said, Thou hast covered me in my mother's room, that means that God has a place in heaven for every child. And when the science said that you and me were, were an accident, that the universe was a chance explosion, that we just came about out of nothing, God had already written by way of Paul to the church at Ephesus. He says, for we are his workmanship. Speaking of you and me, which means that we are God's fabric. We are his product. He says, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And earlier in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. You were on God's mind. I was on God's mind even before creation, before the foundation of the world, before God made it all, before time. It's because, young people, we need something in our lives that cannot be moved, something that will hold us, something that we can be established in. We need an experience in our lives from this kingdom that cannot be moved. We're talking about an eternal kingdom, something higher, something better, something greater, something that will hold us, something that will keep us, something that will establish us. Leading up to our text here in Hebrews chapter 12, we find the writer referencing an experience that Moses had in the wilderness. It would have been Exodus chapter 19, where the children of Israel, they're approaching God. And at this particular time, they were coming to a place we know to be Mount Sinai, where God called Moses up to speak with him. And we think that God spoke with Moses at this mountain probably eight times in the scripture. Sometimes in our Bibles it's referred to as Mount Horeb, other times simply the mountain of God. Today, some believe it's in Mount, or excuse me, in the Sinai Peninsula. It's very likely in Saudi Arabia. But at this time, the children of Israel, they were told, don't even touch the mountain. In fact, as we read through the account, it's referenced here by the writer of Hebrews, what they were experiencing back there in the Exodus. It says that uh, the mountain was on fire, and it was even scorched, the top of the mountain. There was darkness, and here the writer of Hebrews refers to a tempest, which is an old English word for a storm that was about the mountain. There was a sound of a trumpet, and then there was the voice of God. The people were afraid, and they should have been. In fact, uh, Moses himself says, according to Hebrews 12, 21, and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But you know what the point is here? We're approaching a place much better than that. Right here in this tabernacle we are. And we think about the supernatural phenomena that they experienced there in the wilderness and they couldn't touch the mountain and the fire of God came down and God spoke with Moses and gave him the law. But we have a far better kingdom we're experiencing, a far better experience, a far superior experience with God himself, you and me can have. An eternal kingdom, he says, a kingdom which cannot be moved. We don't want to come to camp meeting without receiving from this kingdom. 
We don't want to come to a service like this without experiencing from this kingdom that cannot be moved. We want to receive something at camp, meaning something that will keep us, something that is unmovable, unshakable, unchanging. The songwriter William McDowell in the song, You Are God Alone, speaking about this kingdom and the God of this kingdom says that it's unchangeable. God is unstoppable. He says, that's who you are. You're unchangeable, unshakable, unstoppable. That's who you are. You are God alone. From before time began, you were on the throne. You are God alone. It's no wonder that the writer of our text could close out the text by saying, for our God is a consuming fire. When you're saved, you experience this kingdom. We want to encourage you because God can keep you. God will keep you. That's a guarantee based on His Word. God wants to keep you more than we can even explain. The best way to be kept is to get sanctified. To receive what we sing about, the fire falling, which is the purging nature of really the blood of Jesus, cleansing our hearts, making us pure and holy, that will keep you, young people. It has kept me. If you want to really, really be kept, be filled with the Holy Spirit. God will keep you. God will establish you. God will hold you. If you want to be kept, God will keep you. Don't leave this afternoon without experiencing from this kingdom. The world cannot move it. Your teacher cannot move me. Your parents at home cannot move me. If you come, come from a, a home with unsafe parents, the gospel does keep getting better. Each experience is, it is better in our Christian walk. An experience that gets better day in and day out. Jesus will give you something that will hold you, something that will keep you, something that will establish you, a kingdom which cannot be moved. What do you need from the Lord this afternoon? If you're not saved, we encourage you to be saved. The scripture says that today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. That's a promise from God. Be saved today. Be filled with the Holy Spirit today. If you're not sanctified, be sanctified today. God will do it for you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. He will settle you. You want to receive from that kingdom, God will do it for you this afternoon. We do have another time of prayer. We want to encourage you to pray. Surrender all to Jesus. The song is 401. Let's come out and pray.